Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. We got some headlines for you guys today. If you haven't listened to me before, this is where I give you news and views from a West Texan's biblical point of view. And more than likely, they will relate to Bible prophecy or the Bible. So, we're going to check out some headlines today. Once again, guys, I want to thank all of you guys for praying for my friend Kimberly Brock. Um, I'm very, very appreciative. I know her family is well. Um, guys, thank you so much. She has made some improvement today. So, keep praying, keep praying. And I do believe um, the Bible says he hears our prayers. And if we pray in his uh, within his will and his agreement, he will answer our prayers. And so when we pray, we got to have faith. So when you pray with whatever your needs are, have faith. Now, if you're praying, oh, Lord, give me a million dollars. Well, we know that's not in accordance with his will. You have to pray within accordance of his will. And I always remember the, the person they asked, you know, God, if he, you know, would you heal me? He goes, if it be, a, if it be thy will, you can heal me. And he goes, it is my will be healed. Remember? So anyway, we must pray in agreement with the Lord. We need to pray um, what his will would be. That's not to be healthy, wealthy, and oh my gosh, have $5 million jets and billion dollar homes and all that garbage. No, 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 no. Pray to further his gospel, to further his kingdom. So anyway, folks, what do we got going on? So it looks like McCarthy gave the uh, conservatives in the house what they wanted. And I guess he won the speakership. So I guess we will see how that goes here in the United States. James Dobson, U.S. quote, opening Pandora's box that will lead to unspeakable atrocities. That's on the WND. We'll check out that. That was posted today. What else? Only the enemy could take the beautiful doctrine of the rapture and turn it into a tool of fear. Yeah, guys, harbingersdaily.com and the Great Reset Redux. WEF prepares robust globalist agenda for Davos 2023. <clears throat> guys, we got headlines. Let's jump into them today. All right. Guys, you know we live in a crazy, crazy, crazy world. Uh, evil, evil, evil everywhere you turn. But should that deter us Christians? <laughs> It shouldn't deter us. That should make us even more determined to tell people the gospel, to tell people the good news, to tell people, hey, there is another way. Hey, guess what? This is not your permanent home. Hello. They're like, we got to make the earth good enough so that Jesus will come back. What? <laughs> I don't know about you in your Bible, but my Bible tells me God's going to destroy this earth and he's going to make a new one. So, yes. Probably don't want to be living for this world because um, it's not going to be here for the long term. Um, Jesus comes back. He destroys this world and then he brings in a new heaven and a new earth. And the new Jerusalem comes down. Whew, what a day that's going to be. What a day that is going to be. The Bible says the whole earth is groaning. The whole earth groans and everything in it for the Lord to come back and make everything new again. So if you're um, going to them in AR or Dominion now, uh, churches and you're listening to those folks you know it's going to get better and better now I decree and I declare blah 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 all that heretical false garbage or garbage as my mom would say yeah get out of that because the Bible clearly tells us <laughs> it's only going to get worse folks evil wretchedness vileness everything's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse that's why Christ comes back because it'll be just like it was in the days of Noah he said remember remember how bad it was in the days of Noah so what are these people thinking? What are they? They're not. They're not reading their Bibles. That's what. 
They haven't read the word of God. I'm telling you, if you don't read the word of God, you will be led astray and you will fall down one of these pits and go to hell because you've listened to a false prophet, a wolf in chief's clothing telling you to um, just sow this seed into my ministry and God's going to bless you for giving me all your money. No, that's not how this works. Like that friend thinks, that's not how any of this works. No. Folks, get in the Word of God. Then you're going to know. You're going to know these people are blasphemers, heretical, on their way to hell, and they're going to take you with them. What more does Satan want to take you to hell with him? And no, he's not the king of hell like people like to think, oh, he's so oh, yeah. No, he will be suffering just like everybody else for all eternity. So, anyway, we got that cleared up. <laughs> Let's get to some headlines. You never know what the Lord is going to put on my heart. I never know. I just go, just go with what, uh, with what I think the Holy Spirit has prompted me to go with whenever I read all this stuff. So anyway, let's go. So let's go to Breitbart.com. So great reset redux. The WEF prepares robust globalist agenda for Davos 2023. So banking, finance, cryptocurrencies, climate, racism, artificial intelligence, workplace robotics, global governance, and cybercrime. Are there any issues the unelected private club that is the World Economic Forum can't tackle on behalf of the serfs? <laughs> Clearly not. This goes on to say this article is by Simon Kent. Simon Kent posted in Breitbart on today, the 8th of January. So when the preening elites fly into Davos, Switzerland, a week tomorrow, expect to see and hear about all those topics and more as the WEF seeks to, quote, address the state of the world and discuss priorities for the year ahead. Unquote. Following its foundation in 1971 by German engineer and academic Klaus Schwab, the WEF has made annually to tackle what it sees as the issues of the day and deliver guidance to invited members and guests and through them influence the world at large. Are you invited? No. Am I invited? No. <laughs> anyway, the World Economic Forum right here says, John Kerry, in a tweet, John Kerry, Special Presidential Envoy for Climate of the United States of America, at Climate Envoy, will join the WEF's annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland. <laughs> yes. Yes, folks, you remember John Kerry. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Yeah, you can go to Twitter and read all about that. So in 1973, the annual meeting endorsed the Davos Manifesto, a, quote, code of ethics for business leaders, unquote, which was updated in 2020 to set out the purpose of business in the fourth industrial revolution. It's a itself a concept coined by Schwab in his 2016 book. This year's meeting will be no different. It is headlined cooperation in a fragmented world and will follow on from the Great Reset as declared at the Davos Summit of 2021. Folks, you can watch this uh, Great Reset announcement on YouTube if you want to click on it, the World Economic Forum, if you so desire. So, anyway, moving right along in the article, it says, In the runner-up to the 2023 event, Schwab announced last November that Communist China will likely serve as a, quote, role model, unquote, for many countries as the global community embarks upon a, quote, systemic transformation of the world, unquote, as Breitbart News reported. In an interview with the Chinese state-run television network CGTN, <laughs> get that state-run coming to America with a K. Sorry, anyway, Schwab heaped 
praise on the communist government in Beijing for being a leading figure in his vision of the aforementioned great reset of capitalism to usher in the, quote, world of tomorrow, unquote. A visit to the WEF's own preview shows just what is going to be tackled at the luxurious ski resort in a few weeks' time. What command and control mechanisms are possible to align the world with WEF objectives and what has come before? Here's Breitbart London says, Green Social Credit, Individual Carbon Footprint Tracker, pushed by China's Alibaba at the World Economic Forum. You guys remember ordering that stuff from Alibaba? Hmm. Anyway, quote, global rules to crack down on cybercrime, unquote, is one issue already addressed by the WEF. It has published a paper with that title looking at how criminals use the online world to fleece innocents of their money. Kind of like they do us. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, back to the story. A, quote, major structural change to the internet, unquote, is just one simple solution the WEF points to. Adding, we urgently need international rules that are enforced as well as a more expansive approach that fosters cyber resilience, which means misinformation. All you Christians, all you people who tell the truth, we're going to have to come against you. Y'all need rules. And we need to enforce those rules that you can't tell the truth. Oh, sorry. That's what come to my mind. Yes. Anyway, moving right along. Ditto. The inherent racism that WEF sees in healthcare, declaring it can cause avoidable disease and premature death among groups of already disadvantaged people. Sure, because you've killed them all with a jab. Jeez Louise. <laughs> the future course of business is also addressed against a background of Schwab's previous praise on WEF members as representing the very best of humanity, endowed with the collective means to change the world. The very best of humanity. You mean evil, reprehensible, demonic. Anyway, a new WEF paper enthuses that online bots can take many of the jobs humans undertake in the workplace today while working alongside them. Of course, it sets out we will all be happier working with robots, alleging digital workers are intelligent software bots that automate everyday business processes like data entry, invoicing, or system queries. They will take over many repetitive and mundane tasks, creating new opportunities for businesses and workers. Sure, people aren't just more productive when they work with digital workers. They are also happier. Yeah, this makes it sound dull. Just rainbows and butterflies and puppy dogs, doesn't it? <clears throat> as they take your job. Because as Yuval Noah Harari says, you're not really needed anymore. Mm. Anyway, just what the future holds for cryptocurrencies is another issue that consumes the WEF. And here's a picture of Hungarian Barney, U.S. investor philanthropist. Yes, uh, George Soros, that evil, wicked, disgusting man. Oh, we got to pray for his salvation, though. We really do. We need to pray for all their salvations. You know, that's the thing. As much as we despise them and always go back to Jonah and the Ninevites, Always go back there. God loves him. He loved him so much he sent his son to die for him. Just like he did for all of us. So we have to remember that. We got to pray for them folks. We got to pray for them. And I need to make a point of that this year. Of praying for them. Praying for Biden. The Maxwell. Maxwell all of these people. We need to pray for their salvation. That Christ would save them. That they would turn to Christ. Well there's still time. 
Anyway, it goes on to say, it concludes crypto, you know me, ADD, folks. So the organization has a paper on that announcing, quote, we could now see the handover of crypto technology and blockchain infrastructure to more regulated and established institutions, unquote. Which means we're going to take your money, your investment, your technology so that, you know, because you don't know how to handle that kind of stuff. No, no, no. We will take control of that because we got to know where you're spending your money. And with uh, crypto technology and blockchain infrastructure, we can tell you exactly where you can spend that money. You remember the CBDCs, you know? Yeah, programmable. It's programmable. Well, Heather, I see that you like, ooh, chicken. I see you like chicken, and I see you like, oh, pork. Oh, boy, and beef. Wait, what, cow? Wait a minute. You're a, you eat keto? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That ain't happening. No, no, that stuff is good for you. But have you seen our new pyramid? Go see Jesse Waters, guys, on Fox. He did the whole thing, called it out. So you know what they're now saying in the government, the new pyramid? If you have enough money, you can buy, you can buy the United States government's recommendations, folks. <laughs> yes. Did you know that Cocoa Puffs are more healthy than uh, chicken? Cocoa Puffs is more healthy than steak. Did y'all know that? General Mills, boy, I tell you what. Yeah. Check out the new one. I won't give it all away won't give it all away but i'm sure crickets will be on there soon yes oh and you can have those donuts what were people that we were so wrong boy those chocolate covered almonds are good for you and so is oh my goodness have that donut from donut stop or dunkin donuts wherever you get your crispy cream donuts they're good for you now it's at the top of the pyramid but just you know be cautious when you eat those just just you know moderation like our world knows anything of moderation. No. But we'll tell you, go check out Jesse Waters and you're going to watch that and be like, what? I just watched another thing of a, a gentleman that was a financer uh, for BlackRock and he broke down the vaccine deaths. And he's broken all day. He's like, oh, you know, we're talking numbers, folks, just numbers. 40% increase. That that's That's unheard of. That's mathematically nearly impossible. But on, on, just normal terms just normal everyday whatever and they're trying to tell you that this is normal yeah oh sudden onset cardiac death yeah adult adult yeah they're just making up names for it people are like oh yeah i just drank that tart is that cherry kool-aid oh that's my favorite yeah just telling you uh yeah and the world is like just going along with it. Like, well, oh, yeah, people's always drop dead on the field. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's always happened. It's been like that forever. Yeah, since I can remember. Since the government told me so. Yeah. Yeah. Folks. Mm, mm, mm. And uh, what I want to say now is, you know, Hamlin. Praise the Lord. Praise God. God gave him another chance. Answer the prayers of everybody. NFL, you know, commentator, live TV, praying. So I guess it's okay to pray now. Is it, is it okay to pray now in the NFL? Did they did they say that it's okay now? Because you and Tim Tebow took a knee. Oh, they laughed at him and mocked him and everything. Oh, remember that? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, praise the Lord. I think it's fantastic that all those players get on the field and they knelt down and they prayed to God Almighty. 
I'm telling you, I pray that there is a revival in the United States. I pray that the world sees what our almighty God can do. There was no way, there's no way that young man should have lived. He was 10 minutes, CPR, no blood to the brain, no blood, 10 minutes. 10 minutes, and then they had him under. And then they're like, well, you know, it's not looking good. You know, it's not looking, there may not be any, he may not have any brain activity whatsoever. And then what happened? God Almighty stepped in. There's nothing too difficult for our God. Nothing is impossible for our God. I was watching on, um, Little Light Studios, I think is what it's going to um, It's, um, oh, man, I just listened to it. Man, I was going to tell you what the LED stood for. Oh, man, sorry, guys. Um, anyway, I'll watch it again. I've, man, but anyway, it had a, um, had a guy on there who's talking about the power of prayer or how to pray. People have forgotten how to pray if you've ever learned how to pray. You know, a lot of people don't know to pray the Word of God. And one thing I can think uh, Pastor Ricky Fowle from Amarillo, Texas, for as he taught me how to pray the word, pray the word of God. And so when you pray the word of God, yes, yeah, powerful. That is powerful. That is God's written word to us. Those are our promises. And he said, like in those places, put your name there, put your name in there, because God made that promise to you too. So anyway, it's very powerful. We try to find that YouTube video, and I'll link that um, down below in the description. Uh, this podcast but anyway i thought wow that's awesome but yeah but now you can see now you can see they can program your money this is what this whole blockchain infrastructure and all this is why they want all this they want total control and you see where this antichrist is going to rise up and they're going to take the mark of the beast because without this mark you're gonna be able to buy food you can't you can kind of see a little bit of that when the lockdowns happen remember and all the people that were working like if you don't take this vaccine you can't come to work if you don't take this shot we don't want you to work here oh my gosh you're gonna infect everybody ah look it's the it's it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated really (laughs) that's a lie it was a lie but they kept saying then guilting you into it remember and it was all a lie every bit of it almost said a curse word sorry whoo boy kind of gets me upset because the murderers murderers billions of people but i did like what several doctors have said um about this like please do not get the stupid boosters guys please don't do this do your research please please do your research and they kept saying oh the more strains are getting deadlier and deadlier where they are for children but you want to know why how many kids got the vaccine how many kids took that vaccine the truth is now coming out. Who's who's pushing? Look at Denmark. Denmark said, no, we're not doing this anymore. We're not doing this anymore. Nobody under the age of 50 is going to get this thing. You have better luck getting COVID of, of winning your life. You have better luck. But it's our, no. And people are asking, why is the United States not leading the forefront of this? No, we're leading the forefront of killing everybody. That's what Fauci and all of them are doing. In my humble opinion, let me add that in there. Just in my humble opinion, this is not our... You know, just what I think. You know, my commentary. Wickedness. Wickedness. And then you look at it on a large scale basis. How many people are... I'm fixing to watch um, Dr. Um, um, Campbell. John Campbell. Uh, YouTube thing. He just did one a few hours ago. It's UK um, deaths. How high they are. How much higher they are. The mortality rate. It's unbelievable, guys. Excess, excess. Look at the um, insurance companies in the United States, the life insurance policies. These are things that, 
you know, when you go and you fill out your new benefits package, you go to a friend and you sign all this stuff and you're like, you're laughing. Just ha ha ha. You know, nobody ever really thinks anything about it. You know, in your 30s, you really don't. But there has been a 40% increase in deaths. That's verifiable factual information in the ages of 20 to 45. Around that. Yeah. So you tell me what's really going on. But he did give some hope. He did. And, uh, you know, several other doctors have to McCall and the rest of them. Like these vaccines, if they weren't stored properly, cooled properly, injected at the right time, blah, blah, blah. Then you probably didn't get the full initial um, force of it. You know, you probably didn't get the stuff. The stuff had already, um, you know, dissipated at that time. Came in, you know, whatever. It wasn't, you know, uh, functioning like they expected it to. So, you know, or if you got injected into the muscle and not a capillary or a vein or, you know, something like that. So, yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of hope. A lot of hope. But like I said, our God is an awesome God. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he can do miraculous things. But he will go on. It says, um, uh, it concludes crypto cryptography and blockchains will continue to be integral parts of the modern economic toolkit. Despite the great harm these tools may have caused when wielded by the wrong people. Unquote. Yeah, the wrong people. Let them take care of everything, you know. Yeah. So the paper does not set out to set out just who uh, the wrong people are, although the WEF has previously known just who to groom to help disses- disseminate its message. Yep. So Breitbart News says Claude Schwab groomed Trudeau, infiltrated Canadian government. Yes, guys, you can watch that on there. And he sure did. But you can tell the ones that went to the WEF school. Mm-hmm. WEF annual meeting for 2023 runs from January 16th to January the 20th in the luxurious ski resort town of Davos, Switzerland. Some 2,500 representatives of national governments, businesses, civil society will fly in from around the world to attend. Sure. You know, while, you know, Joe Blow over here can't drive his four-wheel drive pickup. Oh my gosh, your carbon footprint. That cow farting over there. Oh my gosh, it's global warming. You're going to kill us all. But we're going to fly in all these private jets that just, you know, suck millions of gallons of jet fuel. Because <laughs> it doesn't apply to us. It only applies to you peasants. Not to us. <laughs> yeah, folks, that's where we're at. You know it. I ain't got to tell you twice. <laughs> or three times. Ooh, let me see here. So we've got more going on. Let's run up this thing here. So we got only the enemy could take the beautiful doctrine of the rapture and turn it into a tool of fear. This is harbingersdaily.com, guys. Harbingersdaily.com. And it was written by Dean Dwyer. You know, I like him. I really do. And I guess you guys, if you hear a lot of articles by him, you'll be like, yeah, I like him too. Anyway, I do. So, Dean, if you're listening, I really appreciate um, all the work you do. So, this is harbingersdaily.com. Harbingers Daily, guys. So, Dean Dwyer to Queensland, Australia. So, he goes, when I was young, I attended a church with my grandmother. He said, I was generally happy to go, but to a young boy, the service is long and confusing. He says, for me, the reward came at the end with the opportunity to receive a small card uh, with the Bible verse and a picture of Jesus, he says. To my recollection, never did the word rapture appear during the sermon or on those small cards. He goes, certainly, he says, I had an awareness of God's plans to perfect the earth once again. But I came to learn that there was churches in the world that were leaving out a lot of detail between now and then. He says, 
He goes, it seems that interest in the rapture not only rises and falls with age, but also often parallels how we are feeling at any given time. When life is good, we tend to push the rapture out of our mind. When things aren't going so well, we often long for it. He goes, I'm sure God has heard it all. I don't want the rapture to happen until I meet my partner and we can marry. I don't want the rapture to happen until I can see my children grow up. I don't want the rapture to happen until I get that car I wanted. I don't want the rapture to happen until I get that house I wanted. Or I don't want the rapture to happen until dot, dot, dot. But when we age, it seems the opposite becomes true. I don't want the face. I don't want to face the pain of death. So I really want the rapture to happen. We often say, yes, it seems we either don't want the rapture to occur because we will lose the cherished experiences of this life, or we do want the rapture to happen so that we don't experience suffering and death. He says the mere mention of the word rapture elicits a strong response both inside and outside the church. Many pastors do not believe in the rapture of the church and therefore do not teach it. In fact, many go so far as to ridicule those who do. Outside the church, the main detractors often appear in the media. On 27 September of 2022, CNN read an article by A.J. Willingham entitled, For Some Christians, Rapture Anxiety Can Take a Lifetime to Heal. In the article, references a reference is made to a person named A. Joy. She was raised in an evangelical church in America, but is now one of the growing network of ex-evangelicals who have removed themselves from what they now view as the damaging beliefs of some evangelical and Baptist churches, the rapture being one of them. Folks, increase the font. You know, I'm blind as a bat, and my computer's not in Braille. So, uh, some have gone so far as to form a support group for people who have had traumatic religious experiences. And one of the most recounted experiences is something the article refers to as rapture anxiety. According to Darren Slade, the president and CEO of the Global Center for Religious Research, rapture anxiety is a real thing and a chronic problem. He continues, this is a new area of study, but in general, our research has revealed that religious trauma leads to an increase of anxiety, depression, paranoia, and even some OCD-like behaviors. He goes, I need to say this prayer of salvation so many times. I need to confess my sins so often. Unquote. But he goes, now imagine, he continues, you are taught that at any minute you could be left here on earth. What does that do to the teenager who just had premarital sex or even simply took the Lord's name in vain? He says, might I say at this point that Mr. Slade evidently misunderstands the theology of imputed righteousness in the forgiveness afforded through Christ for those who have accepted his free gift of salvation. Those who are, quote, left behind are unredeemed sinners, not those who have been redeemed through the shed blood of Christ. He goes, many others who recount their experiences growing up in a Bible-believing church, churches often speak with bitterness about their pastors who had taught them the doctrine of the rapture. He says, some say they are, were tricked into watching violent rapture-themed movies, while others say they cried themselves to sleep thinking about people and pets who would be left behind when the end finally came. Of course, to add to the confusion, we have sadly had many over the years who have attempted to put a date on the rapture, leaving many in a state of confusion and anger when Jesus did not return. Okay, to support their argument against pre-tribulation rapture, scholars and lay people alike will argue that the word rapture does not appear in the Bible. Of course it doesn't. The Bible was not written in English, but the Greek word harpazo certainly appears. The term rapture is derived from rapturo, a Latin translation of the Greek term. 1 Thessalonians 4.17 says, Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, or harpazo, together 
with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. The word harpazo means to seize, to snatch away, and to claim for oneself. In other words, Christ will snatch his bride from this earth. In essence, what we are seeing today is exactly what we would expect from the enemy. He is taking the things of God and turning them upside down. The rapture should not bring fear to the believer. It should bring hope. Titus 2.13 tells us looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Only the enemy could take the beautiful doctrine of the rapture and turn it into a tool of fear for believers. In fact, for the believer, the rapture shouldn't bring anxiety. It should relieve anxiety. Furthermore, did you realize that if you are not excitedly looking for the Lord's appearing, the enemy is robbing you of an eternal reward. When crowns are handed out by Jesus at the Bema seat, the scripture records one in particular, which is awarded to those who love the Lord's appearing. 2 Timothy 4 verse 8 says this, Finally there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness with the Lord. The righteous judge will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all those who have loved his appearing, end quote. To the younger and older members of God's family who are already citizens of heaven, make Bible prophecy a big part of your plans for the future. God's powerful promises will bring your earthly plans into focus with a heavenly perspective, and you will begin to understand that leaving this earth doesn't mean loss. It means reward. Dean, I couldn't have said that any better. <laughs> couldn't have said that any better. What do I always say? Being... This world is not our home. We are here. We're in this world, but we are not of this world. God said if it hated him, Jesus said they would hate us too. So don't worry, guys. Jesus is coming to take us home, whether we die or he raptures us. Either way, we're going to be with the Lord forever. So the rest, that's, why, that's why I always, always, always talk about Bible prophecies. Why I named a Bible prophecy for today. This is the whole reason. Because it is our blessed hope. It's our blessed hope. If everything in here, hell in a handbasket, whatever, we know that Jesus is coming to take us home. His words are true. The word of God is true. It's true. That's the only truth you can believe. It's the only truth that's that's true. And the Bible tells us so. The Bible tells us these things are going to happen, and they have happened, and they are happening just like God said they would. That just tells you everything's going to happen just like he said it would. So one day, he's coming back. He's taking us home. We don't know when. We don't. We don't know. It's imminent. We don't know. You do not know when Christ comes to take you out here, when he comes to take us home. We don't know. Just like we don't know the day we're going to die. We don't know. Only God knows these things. But just remember, he's coming to take us home. That, man, that should give you assurance. Assurance. Be like, yes, he's my father and he's going to come take us home. The Lord Jesus is taking us out of here. But anyway, as you can tell, Satan will turn that around and scare people with it. Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do my pet? I think I think our dogs are gonna go with us. Some cats maybe, you know, but I think our dogs are definitely going. <laughs> I am a cat owner too. Don't don't think I'm I used to be one of those people like, you know, the cats smash, you know. It's all dog, you know, they're my dogs, yeah, dogs. And then I got a cat and I was like, Okay, well, cats are cool, too. But she does, she really will look right up at me and knock it right off the counter. So we think about that, cat mom. <laughs> they really do do those kind of things. I thought that was just a misnomer or something. But no, they do. <laughs> so what else, guys? Let's hit that last headline, which was going to be the uh, top Christian U.S. opening um, 
Pandora's box that leads to unspeakable atrocities. Guys, if you want to read that, it's by Bob Unra. You can go to the WND.com and read that for yourself. Yeah, but after reading through it, I just don't think it's, yeah, it's worth reading, you know, on this episode right now. So, but anyway, what I want to direct you guys to is Little Light Studios on a YouTube, Little Light Studios. They put out a lot of really good content. And today and last night, uh, it took me, uh, I watched it in two parts, but it's called The Power of Prayer. Uh, and it's uh, one of the LED Lives. And it's really, really good that a pastor on there teaches you to pray the word of God. So I thought that was good. It was really great. So if you guys want to check that out, I'm going to link that um, that YouTube page uh, or that YouTube video down in the in the uh, description. What else? I also watched the other day. Ah, oh, here we go. Jesse Waters. I watched that today. Breaks open major scandal. You're not going to believe what it is. Mini weeds and cocoa puffs taken over as healthy food where chicken and beef is i think i talked about this earlier is bad bad for you yes anyway i'll link that down below too so you can watch that a lot of good stuff and i'm about to watch uk excess deaths increase and so it's talking about that and that is dr john campbell if you guys want to watch him and a really good one going on right now is when you see these things pastor jack hibbs with real life I love Pastor Jack Hibbs, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Uh, go check him out as well if you guys want to. Um, but I do believe uh, that's going to be our headlines for tonight. That's going to be our headlines for today, which is Sunday, January the 8th. I took yesterday off, of course, late last night. Um, I did have a plea for prayer out there. And I am still pleased um, asking you guys to keep my friend Kimberly Brock in your prayers. Continue to pray for her. I believe that God answers prayers. I know he does. I know he does. I'm standing on his promises, on his word, and his word he tells us to. And, uh, you know, I, I forgot about that, but, you know, what does he say? If you want to hear God speak to you, read the Bible out loud. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, with that, guys, I'm really going to get off of here, and um, I'm going to get into the word of God, right? and I'm going to do some reading on myself. I'm going to do uh, reading through the Bible. Of course, we are in Genesis, and so if you're reading today, it's up to chapter 24. Four, chapter 24 and if you're in the new testament oh well doing the two chapters of the new testament chapter 16 um today so anyway 24 through 24 genesis today and through chapter 16 of matthew right now so anyway getting into the good stuff guys getting into the good stuff so um anyway with that i'm really gonna get off of here and so uh anyway my voice is starting to crack so Whatever I got a month ago or however long ago that was, it is still hanging on. And my brother, guys, is still sick, too. Um, if you would pray for my brother, Damon, I sure would appreciate that. He's not feeling very good at all. He's having a hard time fighting this garbage off. Um, anyway, it's still lingering, lingering really rough for him. So if you could keep him in your prayers, I should appreciate that as well. So anyway, I do want to end in prayer. Um, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for the wonderful day that you have given us. And I just thank you, Lord, for your son, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, we thank you uh, for being obedient and coming to the cross and uh, taking our sin upon you and dying. And God, thank you for raising him three days later, uh, like you said, and like you promised. And so that's our hope. You know, we know that by your power, Jesus, that you will raise us from the dead as well. And uh, Father, I just thank you for you know, giving us your word, because your word is our foundation. Your word is our truth. Your word is everything it's our health it's everything to us 
We would die without your word, Father God. I mean, I know I would. Lord, I just, I just thank you, Lord. I just pray that you would give us opportunities to share your word with the lost and dying world, that you could, that we could share the love of Christ with them so that they would know Jesus. And Lord, put in our hearts to pray for those whom we don't like. Lord, give us, give us a heart of compassion to pray uh, for the leaders in, a different, in, in the world, the world leaders, Lord, that they would repent and that they would acknowledge that you are God and there is no other. And that they would turn around, Lord, turn around, do a 360, confess their sins, ask Christ to save them. Lord, we pray these things. Lord, we ask that your will would be done. Lord, I lift up my friend Kimberly Brock to you, Lord God. I know that you have a plan for her. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would that you would heal her and that you would wake her up and bring her up, Lord, out of this sickbed that she's on. Father, I'm standing on your word. I'm asking you where two or three are gathered. There you're in the midst of us. If two or three gathered and they touch something and they agree on that, that, Lord, you will do them. You said, ask and you shall receive. Father, I'm standing on your word. The fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And, Lord, I know there are many people praying for Kim. And, Lord God, I pray that your will will be done. And, Father, I ask that you would heal my brother as well. Lord, if there's any people out there that are suffering, Lord, that are hurting, God, I pray, Lord, that you would give them wisdom, that you would comfort them supernaturally as only you can, God. And I pray that right now, if they are hurting and they need healing, God, I pray that you would heal them. Jeremiah tells us that heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, God, and I will be saved for you, God, are our praise. Father, I thank you for your word. And I just ask you, God, that you would continue to be with us and to give us boldness, Lord, to tell people about you, especially in this dark day, Lord, where the world is coming against us Christians, just like it always has, but it's even strong now. Father, give us strength. Give us boldness. Lord God, protect those who are standing for you, Lord. Protect all of those, Lord, who are telling people about you, God. Supernaturally protect them, Lord. And ask you all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, as always, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, wow, wouldn't it be wonderful if tonight is the night that Christ takes us home. What a blessed day that would be. What a blessed night that would be. That gives you some hope to go to bed with, guys. Woo! Alrighty. See you guys on the next episode, good Lord willing. <laughs>